0: Got Albert and Shani and, and little Albert. Come on up. We've got Kenneth and Demelza and Tupari Huia. Come on up. We've got Adam and Tash and Oliver and love your family and your friends to come up too. We've got Philip and Maralise and uh, your children Linga and Simon. And we've got Misty here with loyalty as well.
1: So, first of all, I want to ask the question what does dedication mean? And we we'll to look at why we dedicate. Let's get the whistles out. That's right. I to recover from that ass. Ah, that's better. Okay, so when we say dedication, what we mean is to set apart for a specific purpose. So, sometimes you find people dedicate buildings and uh, they set them apart for a certain purpose but what we're doing today is we're dedicating a child and of course at the same time blessing the family so the word to dedicate means literally just to set apart for a unique and special purpose so it raises the question well why do we do that and it's because as christians we believe that every child is a gift of god every child born into this world is a gift to the family and it's a gift of God and it's an entrustment. So parents have an entrustment given by God, a precious life to shape and form and prepare. And the Bible teaches very clearly that every person is a unique person, God's workmanship. A unique person that God loves and desires to bless and, to, and has a purpose. It says, we are as workmanship created for good works that God prepared before we were born that So from a Christian perspective, from a Bible perspective, there are no accidents. There are no unwanted children. There are only people that God has a unique plan for. And whatever their background, whatever their circumstance, that makes no difference in God's ability to help them discover and fulfill their destiny. So because we believe children are not just accidents, they didn't just arrive, that actually, God has planned for the entry into the world to a unique family, a unique nation, a unique environment. We honor the recognition of that by dedicating the child to the Lord. So we pray a prayer over them. We speak words to acknowledge the child comes from God, that they have a unique purpose, and we pray to set them apart for the purpose God brought them into the world for. Today, people wander around and they have no sense of purpose. It's a terrible thing to live your life without a sense of purpose. And so one of the great responsibilities on a parent is not just to feed and nurture the child, but to protect them from influences which would destroy their life and their potential and to intentionally guide them towards a relationship with God and towards discovering and fulfilling what they're uniquely called to do. So, parents create an environment where the child can discover their unique, be drawn to the Lord, to come to know Him as their friend and Savior, and then to discover and outwork His call in their life. There is nothing as important as having a relationship with God and fulfilling what He called you to do. One of the greatest tragedies is to end your life never knowing why you were born and looking back and saying, I wasted my life on things that were not important. So dedication is not just a little church thing. It's uh, very symbolic and it's full of the presence and power of God when we're in a community of worshipers. Church is a community called to support families in their uh, call to raise their children to be godly. So today, not only will we pray and dedicate the children, we would like you to stretch your hand out And to agree with us and pray blessing upon them, you are part of the God-given community that they will grow up in and learn to love the Lord. So uh, I want our our leaders to come, our pastors to come and just stand now in front of uh, people that are being selected. Come and stand in front of each parent. Ryan, Sam and Olive, someone stand over there. Joy, perhaps. Okay, church, now let's reach your hand out now. And probably be people want to take pictures, so if you're praying, could just be aware, we'd love to get a great picture of the child being dedicated, so don't block the view. <laughs> okay, church, let's reach your hands out right now. Father, we honor You. We thank You for each child here. We dedicate and set them apart. They're a gift that came from You. They will return to You. And so, Lord, we set them apart for the purpose that you've called them to. We pray, Lord, your blessing on each child, your blessing on each parent and grandparent, and also on the extended family, that, Lord, together they will be a positive influence, calling their child, their daughter, granddaughter, son, grandson, into fulfilling their greatest potential. Father, we pray for each child here today that you will draw them, create hunger in their heart that draws them to their creator and give them grace and empower them to discover and fulfill their destiny. I give you all the honor in Jesus' name. So those praying, please speak a word of blessing as you dedicate the child. Lay hands on them. Pray for the family. To Kathy and Cheyenne, they're gonna take us to the next part of the meeting.
2: Look at those delicious babies. They are just delicious. Look at them. <laughs> Welcome to Bay City. Welcome, mothers that are here this morning. It's great to have you here. You're in the best place this morning. And um You're about to be blessed. Thank you, Bruce. Oh, listen to the kids. I'm on. I can hear me now. There we go. Welcome to Mother's Day, everyone. This is Pastor Kate's. Is it? Oh, yes. Sixty-four. 64.
3: Is <laughs> so
1: it's yeah.
3: Four of and you one of those it's a necklace. Can here you show your so we go.
2: Oh, here we go. Sure go. Oh, some over here. So while you get given this beautiful gift, it's actually a bookmark and a necklace. It's beautiful. I figured out something, mums, for the... Honey, I have a very important thing to say. Um, (laughs) For the accessory that that is the necklace, um, you may find it might fall off, but actually what you do is you have to loop it through and then it stays really good. So we figured that out this morning. So just to let them know, because that's an important thing that needed to be said. Yes. Okay, so, where is Nikki? <laughs> no, that's good. We have some great prizes. We're about to get started. We are. So
3: everyone's got one? Yes. Everyone's
2: got a number? Yes, I have my number. Um, Brayden, bring over a survival pack. All right, here we go. So without
3: further ado, let's start
2: the game. Oh, spot prizes, sorry. The spot prizes, yes. Okay, grab a number. Grab a number. Number 65 would Here's be great. We have
3: 148.
2: 148. One a lucky oh, on. here oh, here we go. There we go, Hooty. Okay, <laughs> another spot prize. Here we go, another survival pack. And then, oh, I'm going to do it. Okay, I want some it. chocolate. There's some chocolate in it. Oh, 163 oh, oh. <laughs> Is that a screw? <laughs> oh, it's not one. It was close. Here we are. Where are we? Hand up. Oh, here we go. We go. Lovely. Okay, hey. right, you go, honey. Hey. Yeah. Now the survival pack. in yeah. okay 73 73, 73. Oh. what have we got now oh we still got another survival pack ah oh, Pastor Joy. One six, one six two. <laughs> one six two. Here we have another one
3: over here.
2: Oh, oh okay. okay. So, what have we got, Han? What are we giving away? So,
3: we've got a silver. silver uh, we have a gift voucher from Minor Cafe.
2: Oh. Oh now that's so the ladies and the mothers can go and have a nice hot hot copper.
3: Yes. Nice water.
2: And a ketchup. Nice okay, Pastor Mike. Hang on. Two,
1: five, <laughs> Two five nine. That's a big number.
2: Two five nine? Oh, here we go. Oh, did we have one? No, no. I'm I, uh, Hang on, Pastor Mike wants to redraw. redraw. Pick
3: another one. Please. Yes. Okay. The bossy mum from the back.
1: <laughs> 166.
2: 166. One, Don't it's be shy. Five. Oh, awesome. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, look. Look at this. This young gentleman here sitting here is going to draw? Uh, yes. What is what is it what is the prize? Oh sorry. The
3: prize is a
1: two movie tickets. <laughs> I'll get it up, two I've got one zero six.
2: One zero six. We here. Oh, there we go. Okay, and the final one, honey.
3: Every mom's dream. I a card from Kmart.
2: Kmart. Here we go.
1: Eighties. I've got eighty-three.
2: Eighty-three. Do we hear a scream? Oh, there we go. Die. Thank you. Okay. Are we ready for some fun? Oh, we are. Oh, it's great to have the kids in the service. Yay. Yay. Oh, that's good because we need some cheering on in a minute because we have a great game that we are about to play. Whew going to be good okay I will explain the game to you but first I need to cue my music it's coming okay we are now setting the atmosphere for the mothers out there okay so this is our minute to win it Mother's Day memory game okay so, so we are going to shine and I were having a chat last night about our mothers in the church that's right, and, I remember, so <laughs> and, and that's right. <laughs> and um, we have some very competitive mothers in the church yep. and so we identified them and we thought let's get four of them together yep. and do this memory game yep. but to lead the pack we decided why not use and have up here our great spiritual mother of the church right. yep. grandmother yep. of grandmother. i think 25 right. is, it? Think mother, is it 25 well done. and she means so much to all of us so Um, Shia is going to shortly when Pastor Joy comes up on the stage we will lead her up to the stage but she needs three other mums to sit with her to do this memory game so um, we'll we'll call them out eh? because they're competitive and they want their names called out now they don't really know they're going to be up here so um Sam where's Sam where's Sam is she around oh come up Sam oh she looks a bit shocked yeah she is She's competitive. Yeah, like
3: she, she's off. Awesome. Yeah. Look at her.
2: <laughs> she's going to beat me up later. So come and sit down by um, Pastor Mike, Sam. Who else have we got, Shai? And then we have um, Aroha. Aroha. That's right. Look at her. Look at her. He oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay, okay. And our final one. My final, my final one. She got injured yesterday. Uh, but, but she's still be running. She's still going to help um, with the game and Moira, come and sit along, hobble alongside there. (laughs) And um, And
3: so what we have to do is run around the church.
2: (laughs) So, but we looked at them and we didn't realise Moira was going to be injured and we had already decided that we would give um, Pastor Joy a a little helper but then we realised Moira was injured so um, we have Kylie King Hazel, where is she? (laughs) She's going to come and help between Moira and Pastor Joy just to give them a little hand yes. okay Great. So um, the, the rules for the game. The let's rules. get it started. Our music will start soon. and um, we have 15 children standing alongside there. Each of them have a name, okay So it's a memory game. So you're going to have to recall the 15 names in order in order and you will have 60 seconds to do it. You're not a team. No, you're not. (laughs) Kylie, you can work with Moira and Pastor Joy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the kids will, when the music plays, it's gonna start soon. The kids are gonna walk around and they're gonna have their names up high. So it's for you, you've got to really zone out now, get that mother mode on on, and get these names. Okay, kids, start holding your names up. When the music starts, you can start walking along facing the crowd. We got the theme song yeah, going? You can
3: play along at home if you want to. I'll get out of the way.
2: Walk a bit slower, a little bit slower. Slow down, oh.
3: slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. Turn it around. Hold it up, hold it
2: up. Hold it there. Here we go, here we go. Hold it up. Okay. Now they're going to go down. This way.
1: Turn. Now turn it round the way. that's it. That's a lot of
3: Signs
2: up high. Get up, get up, go forward, go forward. Okay. okay. Now, mums. You think this is easy, but now it's the mums' jobs. You have to come on the stage. The kids are gonna stay facing this way. So, kids, you have to stay facing that way with your signs. Okay. And just to put the pressure on, we've added extra names to your pile that's down here. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so mums, if you'd like, try if you'd like to get past the joy. Look at them taking it in. Okay, so mums, come on up. Now, when the clock starts, thank you theme song. So if you sit down kids with your signs, just sit down, that's it. Pastor Joy you can have pick off the board, pick whichever one you want. Okay, so if you look at the big screen mums, there will be a countdown really soon but not just yet. Down on the floor is your pile of names. When the clock starts, you can sort through the names. It's the first one to get them in order on the board. Okay, we better get going. Okay, are you, okay. Ready? Are you ready, ready crowd? All right. When the clock- I'll see you Oh look at Pastor Joy, she's off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the clock is about to begin. Well, Stop.
3: What supposed to be doing it by yourself.
2: We have a clock countdown coming. And the they're calling you Oh, hey, stop, stop the clock. Stop the clock.
3: I'm not really sure what went on over that side.
2: <laughs> Who was watching them? Who was their helper?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Somehow had a, I sort of kinda of thought um Pastor Joy would win. Yep. So um have they, have they got it right though, Cheyenne? Okay. turn the kids around maybe here we go turn around let's have a look leon poppy oh, sam's out are they right <laughs> okay give them a round of applause because a of applause, and come and collect your prize Between them, they can uh, fight over the chocolates. This is your prize, and you also have a game. That you can... have some chocolate? And we have a great family game to give away. Nice. Family feud. So um, between you two, you can sort this out. Who wants the game? Now they don't want the game. Who would like the game? Kylie. Thank you so much, kiddies.
3: They look,
2: they're, they're typical mums. they don't want the price. Okay, so should we take the kids, you come this way and follow me, because Mr Cheyenne's got something to introduce now.
0: Come let's give all the mums a clap.
3: It's uh, it my privilege to uh, introduce our, our, our speaker this morning. a uh, mother of the house, uh, and you, know, you all know her as, a, as an awesome worship leader, but she's more than that. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce Pastor Kate, who's going to bring the back to
0: Thank you, Shai. We're so glad you're here with us today. Particularly today, I want to thank people that have come. Uh, Perhaps you've been invited here, and this is your first time here, and uh, you're invited for Mother's Day, or perhaps you're here today uh, supporting somebody who had their child dedicated. And uh, it means a lot to us, and I know it means a lot to the families um, that you've come here today. And um, before I forget too, I want to thank everyone that's been involved in our service today. We've just had, after the service today, we've got a beautiful morning tea and uh, it's a cupcake morning tent that's been put on by just a host of incredible bakers that have been baking over the weekend just to bless you and uh, over here just in our new visitor area we've got um, we're going to have a photo booth so you can after the service you can go down there anyone can go down we've got david right down there he'll be taking photos and also you can get out your phone you can take your own photos it's going to be fantastic Thanks, Bruce. but today um, before i get started i want to I want to honour our mums in the service today. And uh, my mother-in-law, Pastor Joy, sent me something really great this week and I thought it'd be great to read it out. And uh, I want to honour you, Pastor Joy, um, my mother-in-law, my mum, that um, she's a a woman that's very, very easy to follow. And I thank you for the example you are, um, the way you've raised your children, the way that you lead, the way that you're so gracious and so kind to everyone. You don't hold anyone um, different to anyone else. and, uh, so I just want to honor you today and say Happy, happy Mother's Day. And um, so I just want to I just want to take a moment to honor mums. And so to those of you who gave birth this year to your first child, as a church we celebrate with you. And to those this year you've lost a child before their time, today we mourn with you. To those who are in the trenches with little ones every day and wear the badge of food stains, we appreciate you, I've been there. To those who experience the loss of miscarriage, failed adoptions, we mourn with you. To those who walk the hard path of infertility, fraught with pokes and prods and tears and disappointments, we walk with you and forgive us when we say dumb things, we don't mean to make this harder of you. To those who are foster mums and mentors and spiritual mums, we need you. Our community needs you and we celebrate you. To those who have warm and close relationships with your children, today we rejoice with you. To those who have disappointment, heartache, and distance with your children, we stand with you today. To those who have lost a mum this year, we grieve with you today. To those who experience, have experienced abuse at the hands of your own mother, today we acknowledge your experience. To those who live through driving tests and medical tests and overall testing of motherhood, we are better for having you in our midst. And to those of you who are single and you are mothering on your own and perhaps life has not turned out the way you thought it would, we honour you today for your selfless commitment. To those who step-parent, we walk with you on these complex paths. To those who envisaged lavishing love on grandchildren, yet that dream is not to be, today we grieve with you. To those who have an empty nest in the up and coming year, we grieve with you and we rejoice with you too. To those who place children up for adoption this year, we commend you for your selflessness And we commend you for your bravery. And we remember how you hold that child in your heart. And all of those who are pregnant with new life, both expected and surprising, we anticipate with you. This Mother's Day, we walk with you. Mothering is not for the faint hearted. And in our midst today, we have real warriors here. And today we honour you. We honour you for your selflessness, we honour you for your bravery and your commitment. And today I wanna to bring a message of hope. And it's a message not just for mums today. This is a message for all of us. And in the Bible in Luke 1 it says this, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And I wanna tell you today that my God is the God of the impossible. My God can do absolutely miracu- miraculous things. The things that look impossible, to my God, they are possible. And so, if you're here today and you don't know him, or maybe you're on a journey to knowing him, maybe you're here today and you don't even, you're not even sure if you acknowledge his existence, I want to tell you, regardless of that, that he knows you. He knows your name, and before the beginning of time, he predestined you. So, whether whether your parents told you today that you were planned or you were a one-night stand, God says that's not the case to him. He said he ordained that you would be here in 2017 and he wants to give you a hope and a future today. You are not a mistake and he wants to fill you with hope. Your Mother's Day brings up a whole vast array of emotions for many of us. Some good, some bad. Some people avoid Mother's Day because it's just too painful for whatever reason. But today, if you are here, today is about, uh, it's about hope. It's about finding keys for our lives, for us to move forward in relationships with each other, in relationship with Jesus Christ. Perhaps you're here today and maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're feeling inadequate. Maybe you've got broken dreams. Maybe you feel like you're not quite good enough in an area of your life. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed. Maybe you feel overlooked or forgotten. Perhaps you've got an impossible situation happening right now and you don't know how to face that thing down. Perhaps in your workplace, perhaps in a relationship with someone else. Perhaps you're facing failure in an area of your life.
1: Today, I wanna encourage
0: you with uh, some stories um, from four very unlikely women. That changed the course of history. Four broken, messed up, defeated women and all of their situations looked impossible. But when they said yes to God, their lives turned around. You know what? Jesus Christ doesn't wait till our lives are perfect. Jesus Christ is not looking for perfect people. He's looking for people that will say yes. He's looking for people with the courage to say yes. Yes to the possibilities of what could happen with Him. When we look in the Bible, right through the Bible, you'll see that there's stories of suffering and great trial, great tragedy, but always God offered hope. There was always a river of hope threaded through the Bible. I want to encourage you today. He's called you today not just to exist. He's called you for more than that. He's called you to live. He's called you to live a full and a lasting life. Today, wherever you are, whatever you're facing, don't quit. Don't quit. There's a, there's a great movie from a few years ago, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And in the movie Robin Hood, he remembers his father giving him a, a quote. And it's actually on the back of our Mother's Day gift. And it says this it says, Rise and rise again until lambs become lions. It's talking about the times when we fail, and the times when we fall, and the times when we don't get it right. It's about getting back up. No matter what, it's about getting back up. Rise and rise again until lambs become lions. And today I wanna bring to your attention, the the first woman that I wanna bring to your attention is an amazing hero of faith, but she didn't start that way. And the thing with this woman is that everywhere she's mentioned in the Bible, not only is her name mentioned, but it's also what she did for an occupation. And she could never ever get rid of that. And uh, she was always identified by her sin, by her failure. And I bet you it brought great shame. The woman I'm talking about this morning is Rahab. And in the Bible, she's called Rahab the harlot. But let's put it in today's terms, she's Rahab the hooker. She's Rahab the prostitute. She was a whore and she ran a brothel. And God used her in a mighty way. God is not looking for your life to be perfect today. God's looking for you to be available. And so I bet uh, if this was maybe in our family tree, we would, you know, we'd sketch over the details of Rahab. But not God. In the Bible, He says, He calls her out by name as she is. And He calls her up and He says, Rahab the harlot, Rahab the hooker. She's a great woman of faith. And this woman, uh, actually people along the a long time have tried to water down her profession. They called her an innkeeper, but it actually isn't true. Sometimes it's nice to be a bit PC, but actually she was a hooker. She was a prostitute and she ran a brothel. And uh, I guess she lived in the red light district of a city named Jericho. And so the Bible says that she lived in the city walls. So she could see all the coming and going of all the people. And uh, probably a really great place to situate yourself if you're looking for new people or travellers to come in. And in those days, if you're not familiar with the Bible, the, um, the city was surrounded by massive big walls, far more than I could even imagine. But the city was protected and fortified. So she lived in the city wall. And um, the Bible says that her family didn't live with her, which I think is really interesting. I wonder why. But this is one messed up mama. And sometimes we can read things in the Bible and we can think, oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, Rahab the hooker. yep, that's cool. But I wonder if we went back to that time, how many hearts were broken through what she did? How many marriages got compromised and came under great pressure? How many families were broken as a result of that? You know, Jesus Christ, He doesn't define us by what we do. Jesus Christ doesn't say, Kate, you're this, or Kate, you're that. He says, Kate, actually He does. He does it like this. He says, Kate, you're my daughter, and that's enough. You're my daughter, and I love you. He calls you out by name, and He calls you like that. In in those times, she was Rahab the harlot. And I wonder how many times we do that subconsciously or consciously. When people behave certain ways, we remember them by their behaviour and by their failures. Would that be right? We remember people, we might say, oh yeah, I remember John. John's that guy that um, lied. Or I remember that person. She's that girl, she's that show off. And um, I think we all do it subconsciously. But today God says, I don't remember you by that. I don't remember you by your failure. And I don't even remember you by your great things. Oh, there's that lady and she's a great lawyer. Or there's that guy over there and and he's a great baker. God doesn't remember us like that. God says, I call you by your name and I call you a son and a daughter and I wanna have relationship with you. What defines you today? My question for you is what defines you? Is it your mistakes? Is that what causes you to be who you are? Is it your uh, profession? Is it your intellect? is it your past today God doesn't define you by your past and he doesn't define you by your mistakes and he doesn't define you by your achievements he defines you by your value and when we can know that we are valuable just because and when we can treat other people like that I wonder what this would be like but anyway let's go back to the story so really quickly So here's Rahab and she lives in Jericho and Jericho is a place in Canaan and it's the place that God had promised his people who were the Israelites. He said, I'm going to give you that place. That's your place. So the people that lived in there were evil people. They were were, um, idolatrous people that were serving pagan gods. And years and years before he promised them and he said, I'm going to give you that land. Well, after a series of all sorts of things, the Israelites came out of slavery. He miraculously got them out of slavery and they they journeyed and here they are now. And God's leader's name was Joshua. And Joshua, when they got there, they realised that Jericho was all shut up. And the Bible says it was because of the Israelites. It was because they were afraid. It was all shut up. And so he sends in two spies, sends them into Jericho. So in they come in the nighttime. And uh, who do they lodge with? They lodge with Rahab, the prostitute. And they go and stay with her and they spy out the land. But the word gets out and the word gets out to the king of Jericho. And great fear comes on the people. And they send the king sends out a messenger and he, and to Rahab's house. And they call her out and they say, Rahab, come out. So she comes out. And they say, we want you. We know that those spies from Israel are hiding in your place bring them out to us. Now Rahab's got a decision to make. Rahab owes nothing to these spies except that they belong to God. They're God's people, they're God's men. Rahab owes them nothing and she's part of this city over here and she's in a dilemma. I'm going to show you in a minute what happens. But Rahab has to make a split-second decision. Will she give them up? And I want to tell you, this is the reason that Rahab was decided was called out in the, in the book of heroes in Hebrews that she was a woman of great faith. And she lied to the, the messenger and she said, they're not here. They've gone, they went in the dead of night and they've gone out. And she, uh, she directed them off in another direction. Why did she do that? She, like I said before, she owed them nothing, nothing at all. But the Bible says this, She says, I know that the the Lord has given you this land. And she goes on to say that terror has come upon us as a people, that we've heard of the great things that your God has done. And she goes on and she says that we, we heard that God literally parted the Red Sea and we're frightened of you. But her words are, I know that the Lord has given you this land. The first thing she did was she acknowledged that God existed. That's all you gotta do today. You're in a tight spot. Acknowledging that there is a God, that there is a God in heaven that loves you. There's a God in heaven that exists. That's the first thing that she did. Everything else changed from her for her from that point. And then she says this: she says, For the Lord your God, He is in heaven above and on the earth beneath. She acknowledges who that God is real. She acknowledges that He is bigger than any other God. From that point on, her life changed and she went and hid the men. She hid them and then she said, I love this about her. She didn't just think of herself because I'm telling you now, this woman was under great, this was a huge risk. If she had have given them up, she would have been left to herself just to do whatever she wanted. If they had found out, if they had found out that she had lied, she would have been killed. Her life was in the hands of God and she chose to acknowledge a God that she wasn't even sure much about. Not only did she uh, did she do that for them, but the Bible says that when she took the spies up to the roof and she hid them, she said to them, "I know your God is real," and she says, "Please spare me." And then she does this, a mother's heart, and she says, "But don't just spare me. Spare my family. Spare my family. Spare my brothers and my sisters and my mum and my dad." and we will serve your God. When we acknowledge who Jesus Christ is, when we acknowledge God, everything starts to change about the course of our lives. And the story goes on that she, um, that the, the people of Jericho went out and they went in the wrong direction and the spies got away. And the spies said to her, we will spare you, but you have to do this one thing. You have to put out your window a red cord and let it, so that we can see where you are. And he said, if your family aren't with you, then they will not be saved. And so she had to wait. She had to pull her family together. Can you imagine trying to get your family together and trying to say, hey, there's this thing going down and, you know, um, we'd just like you to all come and stay at my house for a little bit of time, don't know how long, because there's gonna be a massive ambush. But somehow she got her family together and it didn't happen straight away. The Bible doesn't say exactly how long it was but it was more than a week. It was more than seven days because it took seven days to march around Jericho. And she waited. what do you do when you've been given a promise? Perhaps you're here today and you've got a promise from God and nothing happens and there's a waiting. What happens in your heart? They're the times when we grow the most, when we learn to stay the course. I wonder in that time whether she doubted. I wonder whether she doubted that they'd hold their word. But nevertheless, Rahab, when the the Israelites came, and if you're not familiar with the story, they marched around Jericho seven times. And then on the seventh time, they gave an almighty um, blast on the trumpets and the walls supernaturally came down. You know what? The Bible says that there was only one part of the wall that didn't fall, and it was where her house was. And she was saved that day. All we need is a word from God. All we need is a word to hold on to. If you're here today and you're struggling, I want to encourage you don't quit. Don't lose your position today. You know what? The city got destroyed, but her family got saved. And you know what? The story gets better than that. She ended up marrying one of the the spies. And from there, she lived a life uh, honouring God. And she ended up having a son. And that son became part of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, to bring Jesus Christ into the earth. A hooker named Rahab said yes under pressure where she could have just said no. And the result result went down the generations. She became the great-great-grandmother of Jesus Christ. You know what, today, we all have opportunities. We have opportunities to quit under pressure. We have opportunities when our past has been not so good, when we've made mistakes in our past, to say, you know what, it's too hard. Rahab could have said, it's too hard. It's too hard. This is what I am. This is what you call me. This is my lot in life. But She took a risk. Maybe today you need to take a risk. She acknowledged that God was real. And God saved her life and He saved her family and He altered the course of their generations. I wanna tell you quickly about another person today and her name's Hannah. And Hannah loves God, she's faithful, she's got a great husband and he loves God too, but she's got two problems. And the first problem is, is that her husband is married to two women. That's a big problem. <laughs> she's married to her and Penaniah. And the second problem, and part of the first problem is Penaniah, actually, is the other woman. The other woman. And the other issue she had was that she was barren. The Bible says that she was infertile, that she could not produce children. And the one thing Hannah wanted to do was to have children. And uh, the Bible says that, uh, but Penaniah, on the other hand, the Bible says she was very, very fruitful. Penaniah had lots and lots of children. And you know what she did? She mocked Hannah. With her overflow and her abundance, she mocked Hannah with her lack. Have you ever been in that situation? Have you ever been in that situation where you feel like you are wanting something to happen or you're believing for something to happen and everyone around you seems to be prospering in that area of their life? Or maybe, maybe you've got an area, a, a dream or something and you're crying it, and you don't know why, but it hasn't come to pass. The Bible says that Hannah, every year they would go up to a place and they would worship God. Once a year, they would go to this place and she would go up every year and Pen and I would mock her mercilessly. She'd bring all the children up behind her. And if you're here today and you, you have struggled with infertility, then you'll know the, um, the grief that this brings. If you're here today and you've got a broken dream and you thought something was gonna happen the way it was and it hasn't happened, you'll know the pain of this. For myself, uh, we, Dave and I, were um, we had just got married, and I actually want to back up. I got saved. Jesus Christ did so much in my life. Jesus Christ saved me out of so much, Um, and I had so much to be thankful for. That I said, God, I want to serve you with my life, and so I did. So I did. I did everything I could to serve God. Serving God isn't just being employed by church. Serving God is every part of your life. And so from the time I made a decision for Jesus Christ, I just said, God, you've got my whole life. You can have it. You can can do whatever you want. And so I did a lot of stuff for God. I I served God. I went away on mission trips. I had a blast. Um, I learned how to lead worship. I, um, I ran our early childhood center. But I wanted to do, I wanted to make my life count. And uh, through that process, Dave and I met and uh, we got married. And, and of course, we were, wanted to have children. And so for me, one of my greatest desires growing up was to get married and have children and to serve God. And so I was doing two of those things. We came to a time where we decided, yeah, we want to have kids. And then we found out that there was going to be a struggle for us. And so the more we prayed and the more we sought God, um, and there was nothing. And I just thought, God, what does this mean? God, I'm faithful. God, I serve you. God, I do this and I do that. But see, it's not about what we do. It's not about what we do. And I prayed and I prayed. And then and then one day uh, I found out I was pregnant and we rejoiced. And then not long after that, um, I had miscarried that baby. And so it knocked my confidence as a potential mum. I thought, well, maybe this means I can't have children. And I remember standing up here one day worship leading. I remember standing up here and leading people in worship. And I remember hearing the words in my voice, you might better lead people in worship, but you can't even do what other women can do naturally. You can't even do that. And it was like the enemy, it was like Penanaya, was in my ear saying, you might better do that. But you can't even do what other women do. And I remember the fight that was inside me to stay the course. I wanna tell you what Hannah did. I read her, I read the book and I read it and I read it and I read it. And the one thing that Hannah did, she never stopped. She never stopped showing up. She never stopped being faithful to God. She never stopped believing that He would be faithful to her. Maybe you're here today and you have a broken dream or you have something that you're believing for breakthrough in. Never stop showing up. It's so the one thing Hannah did. She prayed and she never stopped showing up and she never stopped believing that her God was greater than this. As you know, Dave and I did go on to have more children, or we did go on to have children, and they're a huge blessing to us. But I understand the fight that goes on when there's the the distance and there's the lack. And it doesn't matter what anyone says to you. It's a thing inside here. And maybe for you today, it's not that. Maybe it is. Maybe for you, it's more around your dreams. Maybe for you today, it's around an area of failure, and you don't know how to get a handle on an area in your life. When you show up, when you stay the course with God, everything can change. Do you know what happened to Hannah? Um, She prayed and she prayed and she showed up year after year. And you know what? God gave her a son. Not only did He give her one, but He gave her five more. And that first son, his name was Samuel and he became an incredible prophet that changed the course of history right through the Bible. When you show up, the moment you quit is the moment that all possibilities in your whole life end. Rise and rise again until lambs become lions. When you fall and you fail, get up again. Get up again. Get up again. We've got too many people telling us that we can't do it. The moment you say, I can't, I read that this week. I can't is a powerful decision. It stops, it ends all the possibilities with God. But the moment you say, I can and he can, Luke 1.37, I said it before, for with God, nothing, not one thing is impossible. There's so many other women in the Bible, there's, uh, and I'm going to finish here, but there's Ruth and, uh, and there's Mary. And Ruth was a young woman and she got widowed at a young age. I don't know, devastated, dreams broken, future uncertain. She didn't know, Can I go, shall I go back to the way I was or, or should I move forward? And not only did her husband die, but her father-in-law died and her brother-in-law died and her mother-in-law just said, you know what, I'm out of here. And I know this is the short version. She says, I'm out of here and I'm going back to Israel. And Ruth's there and she says, I wanna go with you. And, and her mother-in-law says, no, 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 you go back. You go back to where you came from. And she says, no, I'm... And at that point she made a decision. Wherever you go, I will go. And your God will be my God too. When she said yes, everything about her life changed too. And as she said yes, and as she progressed, and as she went back to the place where her mother-in-law was, God blessed her life. I know that sounds simple, and I know I'm just breezing over it. But as she said yes, everything changed for her situation. Today, your story is not over until you decide. Your story is not over unless you quit. Don't quit today. Whatever you're facing, don't quit today. Rise and rise again until lambs become lions, until you become strong enough today. We look at Mary, we all know the story and I think it's become a fable or a a fairy tale. Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. We all say, yep, the Virgin Mary had a baby boy and we all go, yep, that's really cool. But can you imagine 12 or 14-year-old girl they think she is. Teens, listen to this. She's around about 12 to 14 years old and an angel comes. Was she perfect? No, she was not. But she honoured God with her life. And the angel comes and says, you're going to have a baby and don't worry, the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you and that's how it's going to happen. And uh, we often see it as just a tale, a fairy tale or a legend. But can you imagine now? So Mary said yes. She said yes to God. But now she's got to walk it out. And in those days, honour killings were what happened if you ended up pregnant outside a wedlock. And so she said, yes, can you imagine rocking up to your parents' home and going, hey, mum and dad, I've got something to tell you. And uh, you're not going to believe this, but I just had an encounter with an angel. And the angel told me that I'm going to have a baby. And what's more, it's going to be the Messiah. Now we know it didn't happen like that, but can you imagine something, some crazy conversations would have taken place, but she said yes. She said yes, and God kept her, and there was no honour killing. We know that. And her her fiancé, who God also gave a dream to, saved her from public shaming. When you say yes, God takes care of you. When you say yes, God will protect you. God will walk with you. God does not promise that our lives will be perfect and they'll be easy. He doesn't promise that. But He says, I will walk with you. He says, when you walk through the waters, I'll be there. When you walk through fire, you will not be burned and you will not be harmed because I'm with you. What about you today? It's never how we start our lives. It's always, it's always how we finish. It's always how from today, it's always from this moment today, you can choose. You can choose today how you walk out of here. You can choose to walk out of here different, or you can choose to walk out of here the same. When you say yes to the possibilities of God, when you say yes to Him, when you say yes, even if you don't know why, even if you don't know how, even if you don't know what that looks like in the future, we've heard of four stories and there's more, there's so many more in the Bible of women, you know what, these were not the greatest candidates for changing the course of history. We've got a hooker, we've got a widow, We've got a teen pregnant girl and we've got a barren woman. They are not the candidates to change the course of history, but they're the ones God chose. How cool is that? And today, you can be that too. Can we have the, um, can we have the musicians up now, please? Today, that can be you too. If you say yes to Jesus. If you say yes to Jesus. I'd love you to close your eyes just for one moment. We're gonna have morning tea in a minute. God chose this woman despite their misses. Where are you today? What's happening in your life? Maybe life is going exceptionally well for you. You know what? I celebrate you today. I'm so happy for you. But today, if there's an area of a broken relationship, a broken dream, an uncertain plan, an area of struggle in your heart, we are got to remember who we are today. We are not defined by what we do and by what other people say about us. We are defined by the King of Kings. You are not defined by your mistakes. God gives second chances and third chances and fourth chances and fifth chances and as many as you need. Because Christianity is not about being perfect. It's about knowing that I am not perfect and knowing that I need somebody, knowing that I need a King and I need a Saviour. Jesus Christ didn't die for nothing. Jesus Christ died so that you and I could have a relationship with Him and that we'd have the promise of eternal life. But more than that, that while we're here on this earth, that we would live a full and lasting life. And just with your eyes closed today, if you are here today, if you're here today and you say, you know what? I need to open myself up to the possibility of saying yes to God. Today, I'm going to say yes to God. If that's you, why don't you just raise your hand? I'm not going to ask you to do anything. If that's you today, you say yes to God. I'm going to move forward in my life. No matter what I'm facing, I'm not going to allow other people to define me. Today, I'm going to put a stake in the ground. I'm going to say yes. If you are here today and you don't even know Jesus, maybe today you're not even sure what you think. I want to encourage you today Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus Christ died on a cross, a horrific, brutal death, a death of shame, so that you could have a relationship with Him. If that's you today, if you're here, and you say, you know what? I want to i want to find out more about Him. I want to give my life to Him. I want to find out what it means to actually walk with Him. Why don't you just raise your hands? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anyone else here? Thank you, Lord. What we're going to do now is we're going to stand up. Why don't you stand on your feet with me? And uh, this morning, if you responded just to that last call there, maybe you haven't responded yet, but if you would, I'd love you to come out of your seats this morning. And uh, we're going to give them a clap as they come. But if today you said, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ, that I know that Jesus Christ is, I want Him to be my Lord and my Saviour. And I want to discover who He is and and go on a walk on that journey. If that was you this morning, you raise your hand, why don't you come out the front down here? Somebody will come with you. Why don't we give them a clap this morning? God loves you. He wants to change your life. God isn't interested in your mistakes. God isn't interested in your mistakes. He's not interested in your past. He's interested in you. What we're going to do, we're just going to, for one minute, uh, we're just going to lead these people through a prayer this morning, a prayer of commitment to God. And then there's going to be people that will be standing with you and standing behind you. And uh, today they're going to talk with you about what it means to walk with God. So it'd be great if we can have some leaders to come down now. We Just need a few more leaders down here. Thank you. So walking with God is a journey. Walking with God, it doesn't mean that our lives have to be perfect. It's all about being real, and it's all about taking the first step. So what I'm going to do, church, is I'm going to pray a prayer, and I'd love you to follow me and just support these women in this prayer. And so what we'd love you to do is this morning, I'm going to Heavenly Father, come on, let's sit together. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for Jesus, that he died on the cross for my sins and all my mess. And today I ask you, Jesus, to come and live in my heart. Wash away my sins, wash away my hurt, wash away my regret. I thank you, Jesus, that you are my Lord and Saviour. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We had a whole lot of people making decisions for Jesus Christ today. Isn't that exciting? you, Jesus. We give you honour today. We give you honour today. So in a moment, we're going to finish with, uh, we've got a beautiful morning tea that is coming out this morning.